everybody. Welcome to another Monday edition of CAC Daily ICAST. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century styles. We bring you a little bit of information. Hopefully you get some inspiration and the Lord gives the revelation and you walk away from this broadcast with more than you came. Well, we had a powerful weekend this past weekend at CAC. We had our Harvest Time Crusade services, and uh, we had Brother Buddy Puckett who preached about the covering, and then we had Brother James Chesser who just uh, entitled his message, Let God Take Care of Your Demons. And then yesterday, Brother Michael Maupin preached, and I'm telling you, it was just uh, a great uh, not only just a great gathering and a great crowd, but also uh, had a great move of God, and uh, the Word was just powerful. And if you missed any of those services, of course, you can always go back and watch them online on our archives, and uh, that way you can catch up with what happened this past weekend. And, of course, uh, looking at uh, this past weekend, as we said, we had some great things happen. And uh, we had uh, one get baptized. That's right. That's always a good thing. One got baptized. And uh, then we had uh, one get the Holy Ghost. And we just had a great time gathering together with God's people. And uh, I'm looking forward already to next year so that we can gather together for Harvest Time Crusade. But... uh, If you want to go back and watch it, there's several ways. You can find it on our Facebook page. You can also go to our website at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Click on the archives link and watch through the archives there. Or you can go to our YouTube channel. That's right, our YouTube YouTube channel, (laughs) which is, and let me see if I can get the link. I'm pretty sure it is just... Uh, C-A-C Phelps K-Y, C-A-C Phelps K-Y, and uh, you can find us there, and uh, we have some archives on there, but if you want to see the latest, you have to click on what we broadcast live, so you click on the live link, and it'll have a whole list of things. I don't know if I can bring that up on um, our screen today, and uh, let's see. If I can, and if I can, I will try my best to uh, just show you how to get there so that you know that if you want to watch our YouTube, YouTube, I don't know why I want to go Yuba, Yuba Tube, no, YouTube channel, you can do so. You can tell you're getting old when you start talking like that. And let's see if I can uh, get it lined out here. And I'm pretty sure it should come up here just in a second. And, of course, uh, Internet's a little bit slow because we're broadcasting, so that's why it's taking a little bit longer than normal. And uh, let's see, I'll view the channel here. And while I click on that and it's trying to get there, uh, I'm going to bring this up as best I can. And let's see if if we can do this quickly and efficiently. And here we go. Well, you can see that we're already broadcasting here live. And if you click on live right there, uh, you can see all of the latest. There's Brother Michael Maupin right there. And then uh, we've got Brother James Chesser over here right beside of him. And then we've got... Uh, the Friday night service right here. And so, but remember, if you if you just click on videos, you're not going to see, but maybe seven or eight. But you have to click on live to get the latest. And here we are live right there. So I wanted to just bring that up and let you uh, kind of get an idea of uh, how to maneuver around in our, um, in our, uh, you know, kind of YouTube channel as well as our webcast as well as uh, where you can find Facebook and other things. Because we like to let you know where you can find everything so you can keep in contact with us right here at CAC 
Daily iCast. Well, uh, let's see what the weather has to offer today. Looks like that today it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of about 61 degrees. It's currently 38 degrees. That's right. It's 38 degrees, but we'll take that because it's going to warm up to about 60, 61 degrees. So uh, not too bad of a day, as they say here in East Kentucky, not too shabby of a day. And uh, so going to be 61 for today. It's going to be 58 for tomorrow. And then look at Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, chilly. Thick cloud cover, 45 degrees. I know. I know. And then Thursday and Friday, going to be 55 degrees. So it's going to be a cool Thanksgiving, but uh, that's just the way it goes. And then looking at our current radar conditions, you can see that right here in our little portion of East Kentucky, we are dealing with cloud cover and possibility of some rain. Well, you know, I was telling you uh, a while back that uh, we had went to the dentist, and um, while I was there, they uh, wanted me to do a commercial spot for them, and I did. And, well, it is out, and uh, I've got just a... uh, I haven't seen it uh, live yet, but... uh, there was a person in the church. It, it uh, came on, and they uh, recorded it with their phone and then sent it to my wife. So um, we uh, do have a copy of it, but the audio's not too too well, uh, you know. But uh, we hopefully uh, will get the original so you can get the good audio, and we'll try to play that on the broadcast here of my spotlight in the commercial for my dentist, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a great little thing. I'm you know being technology minded and stuff. I love stuff like this, and so uh, just uh, talking to the guy who was doing all of the filming and questioning and editing and all of that. Uh, he's the same guy that uploads uh, what I do uh, on Sunday morning at WQCW. So it was just interesting to talk to him about all the stuff that he uses and all the stuff I use, and it was just just a great time and a great experience. And uh, commercial turned out tremendous. It turned out tremendous. So uh, we'll we'll try to get you a copy and play it on here so you can see uh, what uh, what actually went on at my dentist office. Okay, and let's see what else we got. We got so much stuff to tell you. It seems like, you know, there's just too much to tell. Just been three days uh, since we've been on air. But uh, we do want to make mention of this, of course, getting our announcements in. There will be no service, uh, online service Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Pipeful Apostolic Church Tuesday night Bible studies called off this week because of uh, Thanksgiving, and no Wednesday service at CAC, so keep that in mind. No Wednesday night service at CAC because we are taking off for uh, Thanksgiving. Some people's going to be out of town. I know I am. Uh, Some people's going to be out of town. Some people's going to be in town. Some people's going to be cooking. Some people's going to be overwhelmed, entertaining family and friends, and everybody knows that family time is important. And with that said, there'll be no uh, broadcast, CAC broadcast, uh, CAC daily ICAST broadcast. <laughs> oh, man, there's so much to tell and so little time to tell it all. Uh, no daily ICAST Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Tomorrow we will broadcast, but Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday no CAC Daily iCast. We'll be taking the rest of the week off. So uh, we'll be here uh, tomorrow from 10 to 11 a.m., and then we're off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Hope that made everything clear. No Tuesday night PAC Bible study. No Wednesday 
CAC Bible study and no CAC daily iCast Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. There. I hope I got it all said and done. <laughs> well, we do have um, some other announcements that must be announced. And, uh, of course, those were the most important because those are the ones coming up this week. We want to remember Saturday, December the 2nd, 12 p.m. at Gettyland in Pikeville, Pikeville Apostolic Church is going to be having their ornament exchange. And uh, CAC will be having our ornament exchange Friday, December the 1st at 7 p.m. So keep that in mind because that's always a great time for the ladies to get together. Uh, they not only exchange uh, Christmas ornament, uh, but they also have a good little dinner and uh, just a good time together. So keep that in mind. And uh, I've got to uh, change something here because uh, I want to make mention of the men's meeting First Monday of the month. First Monday of uh, the month. And that will be at 6 p.m. So keep that in mind. And, uh, of course, uh, we want to remember uh, coming up, uh, we have uh, our um, Christmas um, program that will actually be on Sunday this year, as always, and uh, it is going to be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m., and then we're going to have our New Year's Eve celebration, which closes out the year, Sunday, December 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight. So keep all of those re uh, announcements in mind, and I'll try to update them as um, as we go through our uh, program today because I just realized I did not update all of the latest and greatest, so I have to go back and do that. So we will be doing that, um, and we want you to be a part of any and all of the services. Also, we do have our uh, prayer requests that we want to have you pray with us, and uh, we want to read off the last 10. Jack Casey, Let's remember also Elizabeth Hope. Uh, let's remember the Phyllis Jean Harris family. Her funeral is today. Renee Stiltner. Let's remember uh, Justin Casey, Kaisley Hinkle, Jake Dotson. Uh, let's remember the uh, Franklin Jack Keane family. Uh, they'll have his funeral today. Let's remember the Brian Charles family. Brian passed away, just a young man in his 50s and um, was a, a school teacher, uh, worked at different things, and, uh, well, just a, a sad, sad to see anybody pass away, but especially someone that is younger. And uh, then let's remember Charlotte Vainzettle in prayer. And of course, we have all of the lists that you see. We want you to continue to pray for them. If you have a prayer request, there's several ways you can get that to us. You can call in at 606-282-4108 or email those to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org or go to the comment section or the chat room and just put it in there and we'll pick it up along the way. One of our viewers has many needs and we want to continue to pray uh, for all of those needs that uh, they are dealing with, um, personal situations, family complications, uh, messed up friends, and multiple with multiple addictions and problems, and my friends with serious health uh, trials, and three of those have cancer. So we want to um, be in much prayer for each and every one. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up today's service. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here today to not only utilize this platform and use this platform, but to be able to fellowship with your people from all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would just bless each and every one who is watching today with a special touch, that you will go into their homes, you will help them in their hour of need. 
Lord, I pray that you would dry their tears, strengthen their bodies, and bless them to do great things for you. I pray also, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way for all of those on our prayer list, whether they are in this community or across the world. We ask that you would bring healing and deliverance and provision, for it's all in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Second Kings chapter 9 And Elisha the prophet called one of the children of the prophets and said unto him, Gird up thy loins, and take this box of oil in thine hand, and go to Ramoth-Gilead. And when thou comest thither, look out there Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in, and make him arise up from among his brethren, and carry him to an inner chamber. Then take the box of oil, and pour it on his head, and say, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Then open the door, and flee, and tarry not. So the young man, even the young man the prophet, went to Ramoth-Gilead. And when he came, behold, the captains of the host were sitting. And he said, I have an errand to thee, O captain. And Jehu said, Unto which of all us? And he said, To thee, O captain. And he arose and went into the house. And he poured the oil on his head, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I have anointed thee king over the people of the Lord, even over Israel. And thou shalt smite the house of Ahab thy master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel. And I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha the son of Ahijah. And the dog shall eat Jezebel and the portion of Jezreel, and there shall be none to bury her. And he opened the door and fled. Then Jehu came forth to the servants of his lord, and one said unto him, Is all well? Wherefore came this mad fellow to thee? And he said unto them, Ye know the man and his communication. And they said, It is false. Tell us now. And he said, Thus and thus spake he to me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I have anointed thee king over Israel. Then they hasted, and took every man his garment, and put it under him on the top of the stairs, and blew with trumpets, saying, Jehu is king! So Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat the son of Nimshi conspired against Joram. Now Joram had kept Ramoth-Gilead, he and all Israel, because of Hazael king of Syria. But King Joram was returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him when he fought with Hazael king of Syria. And Jehu said, If it be your minds, then let none go forth, nor escape out of the city to go to tell it in Jezreel. So Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram lay there. And Ahaziah king of Judah was come down to see Joram. And there stood a watchman on the tower in Jezreel, and he spied the company of Jehu as he came and said, I see a company! And Joram said, Take a horseman and send to meet them, and let him say, Is it peace? So there went one on horseback to meet him and said, Thus saith the king, Is it peace? And Jehu said, What hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, The messenger came to them, but he cometh not again. Then he sent out a second on horseback, which came to them and said, Thus saith the king, Is it peace? And Jehu answered, what hast thou to do with peace? Turn thee behind me. And the watchman told, saying, He came even unto them, and cometh not again. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he driveth furiously. And Joram said, Make ready! 
And his chariot was made ready. And Joram king of Israel and Ahaziah king of Judah went out, each in his chariot. And they went out against Jehu, and met him in the portion of Naboth the Jezreelite. And it came to pass, when Joram saw Jehu, that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace, so long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many? And Joram turned his hands and fled, and said to Ahaziah, There is treachery, O Ahaziah! And Jehu drew a bow with his full strength, and smote Jehoram ah! between his arms, and the arrow went out at his heart, and he sunk down in his chariot. Then said Jehu to Bidkar his captain, Take up and cast him in the portion of the field of Naboth the Jezreelite. For remember how that, when I and thou rode together after Ahab his father, the Lord laid this burden upon him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, saith the Lord. And I will requite thee in this plat, saith the Lord. Now, therefore, take and cast him into the plat of ground, according to the word of the Lord. But when Ahaziah the king of Judah saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house. And Jehu followed after him and said, Smite him also in the chariot. And they did so at the going up to Gur, which is by Iblium. And he fled to Megiddo and died there. And his servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in his sepulcher with his fathers in the city of David. And in the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab, began Ahaziah to reign over Judah. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tired her head, and looked out at a window. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace who slew his master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs, and he said, Throw her down! So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trode her underfoot. And when he was come in, he did eat and drink, and said, Go, see now this cursed woman, and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Wherefore they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel so that they shall not say, This is Jezebel. 2 Kings chapter 10 And Ahab had seventy sons in Samaria, and Jehu wrote letters and sent to Samaria unto the rulers of Jezreel, to the elders and to them that brought up Ahab's children, saying, Now, as soon as this letter cometh to you, Seeing your master's sons are with you, and there are with you chariots and horses, a fenced city also, and armor. Look even out the best and meetest of your master's sons, and set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. But they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Behold, two kings stood not before him. How then shall we stand? And he that was over the house, and he that was over the city, the elders also, and the bringers up of the children, sent to Jehu, saying, We are thy servants, and will do all that thou shalt bid us. We will not make any king. Do thou that which is good in thine eyes. Then he wrote a letter the second time to them, saying, If ye be mine, and if ye will hearken unto my voice, Take ye the heads of the men, your master's sons, and come to me to Jezreel by tomorrow this time. Now the king's sons, being seventy persons, were with the great men of the city which brought them up. And it came to pass, when the letter came to them, that they took the king's sons and slew seventy persons, and put their heads in baskets, and sent him them to Jezreel. And there came a messenger and told him, saying, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. And he said, 
lay them in two heaps at the entering in of the gate until the morning. And it came to pass in the morning that he went out and stood and said to all the people, Ye be righteous? Behold, I conspired against my master and slew him. But who slew all these? Know now that there shall fall unto the earth nothing of the word of the Lord, which the Lord spake concerning the house of Ahab. For the Lord had done that which he spake by his servant Elijah. So Jehu slew all that remained of the house of Ahab in Jezreel, and all his great men and his kinfolks and his priests, until he left him none remaining. And he arose and departed and came to Samaria. And as he was at the shearing house in the way, Jehu met with the brethren of Ahaziah king of Judah and said, Who are ye? And they answered, We are the brethren of Ahaziah, and we go down to salute the children of the king and the children of the queen. And he said, Take them alive. And they took them alive and slew them at the pit of the shearing house, even two and forty men. Neither left he any of them. And when he was departed thence, he lighted on Jehonadab the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. And he saluted him and said to him, Is thine heart right, as my heart is with thy heart? And Jehonadab answered, It is. If it be, give me thine hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up to him into the chariot. And he said, Come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So they made him ride in his chariot. And when he came to Samaria, he slew all that remained unto Ahab in Samaria, till he had destroyed him, according to the saying of the Lord which he spake to Elijah. And Jehu gathered all the people together and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu shall serve him much. Now, therefore, call unto me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants, and all his priests. Let none be wanting, for I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtlety, to the intent that he might destroy the worshippers of Baal. And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal! And they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left that came not. And they came into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was full from one end to another. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring forth vestments for all the worshippers of Baal! And he brought them forth vestments. And Jehu went, and Jehonadab the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal, and said unto the worshippers of Baal, Search, and look that there be here with you none of the servants of the Lord, but the worshippers of Baal only. And when they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, Jehu appointed fourscore men without, and said, If any of the men whom I have brought into your hands escape, he that letteth him go, his life shall be for the life of him. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, Go in and slay them, let none come forth. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and the guard and the captains cast them out, and went to the city of the house of Baal. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal, and burned them. And they break down the image of Baal, and break down the house of Baal, and made it a draught house unto this day. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. Howbeit from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, Jehu departed not from after them, to wit, the golden calves that were in Bethel, and that were in Dan. And the Lord said unto Jehu, Because thou hast done well in executing that which is right in mine eyes, and hast done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in mine heart. Thy children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. But Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of the Lord God of Israel with all his heart, for he departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, which made Israel to sin. In those days the Lord began to cut Israel short, and Hazael smote them in all the coasts of Israel. 
from Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, the Gadites and the Reubenites, and the Manassites from Aror, which is by the river Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu and all that he did and all his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the king of Israel? And Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Jehoahaz his son reigned in his stead. And the time that Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria was twenty and eight years. Well, as you can see, we're running a little bit over our schedule, but we're going to try our best to get everything in from our trivia question right on before we jump into the study of the word. So uh, let's do this. Have you got a minute? Well, if you do, then you have time for 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. Psalms 130, verses 1 and 2 says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. Sometimes it may feel like you are in over your head, overwhelmed, burdened, in despair from some situation, circumstance, or problem. Well, David cried unto the Lord out of his depths. When you feel like you're in too deep, over your head, going through too much for you to handle, cry out unto the Lord from your depths for the Lord to hear your voice. Is it? I tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC trivia question of the day. CAC trivia question of the day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps Radio and Television Broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9:30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to q95fm.net and click on the list live links Sunday mornings at 9:30 a.m. Whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world, that's q95fm.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. You can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, what did God offer Solomon in his dream? What did God offer Solomon in his dream? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results on tomorrow's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of Friday's trivia question. Yeah, Friday's trivia question. How many soldiers cast lots for Jesus' clothing? And out of those that participated, it looks like that uh, it was 43% of you got it correct. And you got the correct answer. It was four people. That's right, four soldiers. And that's found in John chapter 19, verse 23. So 40. 3% of you got it correct. And thank you for participating in that trivia question. And we'll have the results of today's trivia question. What did God offer Solomon in his dream? We'll have that on tomorrow's broadcast. Well, we want to squeeze one more thing in here before we go to our teaching session. So don't touch that any key. Hang with us. 
This is the Commonwealth Minute. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Indiana lawmakers defunded the Kinsey Institute. This is big news because the Kinsey Institute, based out of the University of Indiana, did sex research that ushered in the sexual revolution of the 1960s. And what they did behind closed doors was morally reprehensible, experimenting on infants and young children, which normalized deviant sexual activity, all done under the name of research. The subversion of moral boundaries and the legacy of gross immorality led the Indiana legislature and Governor Eric Holcomb to pass a law that that would end public funding for the Kinsey Institute. This is a victory not just for the state of Indiana, but a victory for the nation and basic moral decency regarding the protection of children. Kudos to Indiana for pulling public funds from controversial programs that contributed to brokenness for so many years. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Minute, and Richard Nelson is your host. And, uh, yeah, public funding for uh, the Kinsey Institute, which experimented on children. Yeah, you wouldn't think something like that would be going on in a world, especially in the U.S., civilized nation, but it does. And it is time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions. Put them on the archives and people can watch them on their own time frame. So don't touch that any key. We'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another CAC Daily iCast. Just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century styles. We bring you uh, home Bible study, 21st century style. We're going to pick up in chapter 13 of Revelation. We uh, finished up chapter 12 on Friday, and we're studying our way through the book of Revelation. And again, we have a lot of symbolism. We have a lot of things that are in the natural, and we try to connect the symbolism with what uh, it is referring to. But there are going to be things that we study that is not going to be uh, clear or plain, and we just have to take the word of the Lord for what it says. So we're going to pick up in verse number 13, and thank you once again for joining us uh, today as we study uh, beginning at verse number 1. And I'll bring this up on the screen so you can Read along with us. 
And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leper, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of the heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wandered after the beast." And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And I want to go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. This is going to be... Uh, something, uh, of course, these symbolisms uh, represent kingdoms, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we want to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to bless us today uh, to uh, study the word and to also understand the word. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. And Lord, I pray that you would bless us as we meet with your people and fellowship with your people all across the U.S. and around the world, that you would just begin to move in a mighty, miraculous way that each and every one would receive your word. Help us to teach your word. Help us to uh, relate it line upon line and precept upon precept and expound it fully. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Well, you know, um, looking at uh, Revelation chapter 13, John sees a vision of a beast rising, rising from the sea. Now, I want to uh, read you a little something here that I think will uh, kind of give us a little insight uh, to this uh, that's getting ready to happen. Most people have heard of a one-world government, which means one uh, ruler or one system of rulers rule the world. It's not uh, like each country is in its own president or, or uh, prime minister or something like that. It, it's, it's coming under one... Uh, rule, if you will. And it can be one person. Of course, we know the devil's going to influence that, uh, but it, it is going to be a system, if you will, of uh, rulers in that particular period. Now, today's world, we all have to agree. Today's world is in a state of confusion. Uh, it's a mess. It is wars and rebellion and and uh, just immorality. I mean, it just seems like if it's not natural wars being fought like Israel and Hamas and different places in the world, wars being fought, if it's not that, it is uh, spiritual wars being fought that people are fighting against immorality and the evil of the day um, because, you know, um, when we look at a lot of the wars that uh, we fight and you fight, uh, it's not natural, right? It, it's spiritual. And uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, which means they're not natural. You can't fight spiritual battles with natural weapons. You have to fight spiritual battles with the power of the Holy Ghost. You have to fight it in the Spirit. So today's world is in a terrible situation. We got political corruption. We got uh, countries that are being bankrupt. We got uh, uh, you know banks that have lost control of uh, world economies. <coughs> in the reasoning of most world leaders, the only answer to the world's problem would be to have a one-world government. They, it's coming. Just listen to the tone of what uh, rulers are saying today. 
Uh, we all need to come under uh, the same umbrella, or we all need to bind together as one. And all of this talk in the world system, now we all know the church is to bind together as one, and we're all to come together uh, believing and, and standing together. But I'm talking about the world system. I'm talking about the governments of the world. Listen to the leaders as they talk. Our own presidents, not only recently but in the past, has talked about uh, a new world order because uh, they want to uh, have everybody come under the same climate change agenda, uh, the same economy the same, uh, you know, uh, money system, if you will, because it just seems like that, uh, you know, the the money, the dollar, uh, U.S. dollar has has fallen um, and become less valuable. So listen to what world leaders are saying when they're meeting for these summits. They're meeting together all the world leaders together, there's a reason they're meeting together. And you say, well, that's been going on for a long time. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm not denying that that hasn't been going on for a while, but what I am saying is there's a reason why that's going on. And so we see that um, if, we're, if we read our Bible and study the Bible, we begin to see that um, many of the world's problems are going to be looked at by the world leaders we need a one-world government. Now, um, they also are not just going to be having a one-world government. They're going to have a one-world church. Now, that that order, you know, you might say, well, the governments need to come together and try to figure something out to live peaceably and all that. Well, you might not think much of that, but this ought to stir you when you think that there's going to also be a one-world church. That's right. And it's not going to be the true church. That's right. It's not. And we find that uh, there's going to be a one-world monetary and financial system, as we said. The world is ready to accept such a program. You would think maybe two years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if people had talked the things they're doing today, people would have said, we're not going to allow people to loot our stores without prosecution. We're not going to allow uh, riots in the street because uh, somebody is, is pro, uh, you know, uh, Palestinian and, and anti-Jew. Uh, we wouldn't allowed that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, but it seems like that now this is all acceptable, and it's acceptable because of the, uh, of the world that we're living in. And, and all, of this, all of the mindset of man is changing, and, and we can all agree to that. We don't have to have a, a, a revelation of it. We don't have to have uh, you know, even spiritual discernment. I know a lot of people uh, that talk to me all the time that not even serving the Lord that says this world can't last much longer. Things are going in a wrong direction. Even sinners see there's a change that has happened. Well, with this uh, one world system foretold in Revelation number 13, uh, which we're studying today, uh, where two men, the beast and the false prophet, are in absolute control. Together, they will institute a worldwide political religious government. Now, you might say uh, that hasn't been around since, uh, you know, uh, the government of um, England when uh, the first people came to America to escape persecution, taxation, and religious persecution. And uh, then you would have to look back and say, well, that was like it was during the days of Jesus. You know, the, the Roman government and all the politicians were in, uh, we call it cahoots. They were in agreement and together with the religious folks. And that's how they controlled 
the religion of the day because you get a few people that are connected to the political system and they become the voice of the political system as well as the religious connection becomes the voice of the religious. Um, looking at this, this, this should really stir us to think. Uh, looking back in the days of Jesus, um, you know, Jesus had to deal with the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Uh, he had to deal with people that were so entwined with government that uh, their religion was a was influenced by the government. And that's what is going to happen. This new world government that we're going to be studying about here in the book of Revelation, um, and especially chapter 13 that we start with, it's going to be a worldwide political, you can hyphenate it, you can slash it, it's political, religious government. That should stir you. That should cause you to want to pray more. That should cause you to want to draw closer to the Lord. Because if we understand anything, when the government begins to control the religion, they won't be none of this freedom. Remember uh, Paul and Silas thrown in prison? Paul taken into custody. Many of the disciples were killed or jailed or, or uh, you know, imprisoned and banished. Uh, you know, John on the Isle of Patmos, all these things. Why were they done that way? Because of their words, their preaching, their standing for Jesus. They weren't conforming to the religious sect of the time. That's why we got to understand that, yes, it's going to come back to where Christians are not going to have the liberty like we have right now to broadcast on the air. That will soon be gone. That will soon be gone. So we need to do it while we can because it will soon go away. Because once this uh, starts, the tide, if you will, starts shifting the government is going to have more influence over religion, and they're going to call it religion. A lot of people are going to find themselves, and they're going to say, you know, I didn't think that, uh, you know, uh, uh, religion, it would be called religion. It's going to be called religion, but it's going to be far from religion. It's going to be far from truth. It's going to be far from the Bible. It's going to be far from Jesus' name, um, um understanding and revelation. That's why Jesus is going to prove who he is. That's why the book of Revelation is not a book about future events. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. So with that said, a worldwide political religious government, think about that because that's going to be something that uh, you're going to hear a lot of people talking about. Uh, you know, we already have a, a religious uh, organization that has a lot of influence on the world stage, right? Uh, you know, uh, the Pope and 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 the uh, I mean, they have their own government. They they govern themselves. They they are uh, called in to world leaders and and can uh, convene with world leaders from time to time. The Pope is. Um, um, when you look at that, it's not so far-fetched to see that we can start seeing a transformation between a political and a religious government. Well, the system had its beginning in Babel, and of course, uh, Nimrod attempted to institute such a program. God interrupted the Babylonian system by scattering them, uh, remember when everybody came together at the Tower of Babel and they wanted to build a tower unto heaven? Those weren't saved people. Those weren't religious people. Those were not uh, God's people. Those were people that just had set their mind to do something 
And if you read your Bible, it's a fascinating book. You find that there was even the reference by the Lord that nothing would be impossible to them. So don't think, or let me just say it this way, don't underestimate the power of unity. If evil gets unified, evil's going to be able to do a lot of stuff. But, oh, if the church gets unified, we will be able to do some great things for the Lord. I want to close right there before we start with uh, talking about the two beasts because um, I want to just talk about God has always ruled the church. And uh, and um, I guess that you could say that the church and state should always be separate because we don't want the government telling us what we can believe and what we can do as as the people of God. And... Uh, so that should be separate. We always understand that. However, the idolatrous worship that is going to be of Babylon, and you're going to hear that word Babylon quite often as we draw closer to the coming of the Lord. It's always tried to ride uh, or rise to power by using political means. Now, that was something said to me, and I want to close with this. There was something said to me one time uh, that really bothered me as as far as in disturbed me in the spirit. The person says, when you start a church, you need to get connected to the police chief, the judges, the the people in authority, and all of that. You need to get connected with them. You know, that disturbed me because... While we want the judges and the police chiefs and all that to be our friends and and to live peaceably with them, we're we're not going to team up with them. If we do, what happens is we're starting to do exactly what the end time talks about, this political, religious government. It's not going to be on a small scale, of course. It's going to be on a large scale, but... During the final three and one-half years of tribulation, the beast and the false prophet will bring this to pass. Their power will dominate the world politically, religiously, and economically. And you notice that there's a lot of talk about economics here lately. Well, I want to close with that because I want us to... kind of just take in um, things that uh, we study and try to learn more, understand more, study more, so we can grasp on to the fullness of what is coming. So when we start hearing these catchphrases, one world government, new world order, uh, political, religious, you know, when... when, uh, Trump got elected uh, and he started talking about God, it just seemed like people religiously just like flocked to that. We have to be careful. We're the church. We're not to be brought under the political systems. I don't care how charismatic someone is or how much they do for our countries or the world. We're still the church and we must stand not under the umbrella of the government, but stand under Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to study your word. I pray that we have studied your word and that we will take what we've studied and we will apply it to our lives and we will dig deeper and have more knowledge. I thank you for the revelation of your word. And Lord, I pray that we have rightly divided the word of truth expounding it fully and if we have misquoted or misrepresented the word in any way forgive us and help us lord to always speak truth bless your people to always stand independent of any government influence for it's all in the mighty name of jesus we ask and pray amen well i hope that you have enjoyed the teaching session today we um 
come just a little bit short of uh, what we normally have our lengthwise, but we was running a little bit late this morning, and we had some things that we had to play catch up on. And uh, so we will uh, do our best to study uh, all of this in chapter 13 in as much depth as we can. Because uh, when you start hearing about a new world order, uh, one world government, uh, religion and government coming together, uh, be careful uh, and be aware because the Lord is coming soon and we need to be ready. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running. And today's trivia question is simply this. What did God offer Solomon in his dream? What did God offer Solomon in his dream? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. We'll have the results of that on tomorrow's broadcast. Everybody have a great day and enjoy the rest of your day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.